0: to Alphabet Flat Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is G.S.C. Cooper, and with me today is Ashford. Hello, everyone. Hi. Yeah, uh, so he is a fellow podcaster. Uh, he does the Huntress, uh, Huntress and Batgirl podcast.
1: Yes, fun stuff. I love it.
0: Yeah, uh, I know at least one of you... Talk to, uh, Sean from Secret Wars and Beyond.
1: Yeah, that was me. We talked about Helena Bertinelli's Huntress. Uh, I guess the first run of it when it came out post-crisis in 1989. Uh, she's one of my favorite characters and we share a feed where it's, uh, the Huntress podcast, Helena Bertinelli and the Cassandra Kane bad girl. So it's, uh, it's cool stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I am, um, I'm mostly a Marvel guy for the most part. In fact, I have two podcasts that I'm covering Marvel stuff on, mostly. Um, like, uh, like my era of like DC when I was like super into it was like the early 2000s with Jeff Johns was kind of yeah. take- starting to take over everything. Like, uh, Green Lantern and uh, Teen Titans was like my comics for like years. And then New 52 happened, and I was just like, I'm never going to read DC again, and then I uh just kept on reading Marvel. I don't know. I'm get- I am have to get back into it, because apparently the stuff that I had uh problems with are not in, uh in the current runs
1: for the last few years, so. The path you just explained, that sounds like a lot of people's paths.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just like, I got, I I was so burnt by New 52, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have like a bunch of stuff built up being like, yeah, I love this, and then they'd be like, nope, screw this, most of this doesn't matter anymore. So, and I know I shouldn't be so reliant on continuity, but I, I'm a big continuity nerd, so.
1: Yeah, there you have it. I think they're gonna do some events to try to straighten that all out and what have you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I heard Rebirth is pretty good, so. The most of rebirth has been pretty good, and so I don't know. I'm i going to get back into it eventually. But speaking of things that we should probably get into, uh, the group of people we're going to be talking about today. This is going to be a, uh, a group of five people. We're going to do a two-parter on these two. Uh, I mean, on these uh, on this group, and it is the Mutant Force. They're all people you probably haven't really heard of. They all have dumb names. So, let's get into their... Let's uh, kind of get into the, their whole deal, and then we'll talk about the individual characters. So, the Mutant Force is a team of and mutants that work as mercenaries. Uh, the team originally was organized by another mutant, Magneto, when he was still seeking to conquer the world. Mutant Force aided Magneto in kidnapping the mutant known as Mr. One and in battling Captain America. But the Mutant Force failed to stop Captain America... And believing themselves to be failures, they were soon abandoned by Magneto. But then Mandrill, who was one of the worst characters, just to exist—not um, as bad as Professor X or Mister Fantastic—but he's pretty bad. He gave them the name Mutant Force, and then they then used them as his agents to ca- uh, to attack uh, the air uh, U.S. Air Force base and getting some gold. But then the Defenders, who I don't know who was on the team at the time, but it's a team that has a lot of rotating casts, a rotating cast, um, they kind of captured them. And then the immune force worked for the U.S. government, where they battled the Hulk. And bah, 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 bah. that's pretty much that's pretty much the most of it there. Yeah, but they're just a bunch of mutants that people bring in very sparingly. I think the one who has the most appearances, including reprints, is has only has like forty issues, and they've been around for a very long time.
1: So, well, let me ask okay. you this: so, okay, yeah. with the mutant force, uh, I guess I'm on the the DC side of things, but I don't like to say that because there's so much about DC I don't know. But uh yeah. my my Marvel knowledge is very limited. But yeah. who's what are some characters where they're kind of supernatural or maybe beastly or alien that are not mutants in the Marvel universe?
0: So I think uh mutants in the Marvel universe, I'm going to say majority of them are just normal looking people they they uh that have like cool powers, like a good majority of them. Uh, the main one being that you can think of would be, like, Jean Grey. Like, she can- she's, like, passing and everything. You do have, like, people like Beast and, um, Blob. Well, Blob could pro- probably pass as long as he didn't, like, stop a train by just standing. Um But there's a bunch of, like, more bestial type of mutants um that, are, that you just have, like, different color skin.
1: Be- because and by the- different
0: color skin, I mean not, like, black or
1: brown
0: i'm meaning like they're blue or green
1: because the reason why i ask that question is it it always confuses me where it'll be like you'll read those mutant go home stories but then there'll be a character where they're not mutant let's say like dr strange like he's supernatural but he's not a mutant he's cool but i can't be down with the x-men
0: so, um, one of the things, I am not the hugest fan of X-Men. <laughs> modern X-Men, anyway. And also not a huge fan of a lot of Chris, Chris Claremont stuff. Let's say I like the concept of mutants, but they were supposed to specifically be, uh, like, based off of, like, the whole idea was, you're gonna have someone who wants to integrate this minority into modern society. ...as, like, equals... Uh, ...and someone who wants to do it militantly... ...AKA Martin Luther King and... ...Malcolm X... Uh, ...but they made them two old white guys... ...and the mutants could totally pass... ...and if they just didn't use their powers.
1: Yeah, gotcha. So,
0: yeah. uh, It's a failed metaphor most of the time. Let's say that. And whenever they do try to do a very pointed metaphor... Let's, let's say, like, people with AIDS. Um, it is a gigantic mess that involves time travel and multi-dimensional stuff and kind of loses its pace after a certain point. I mean, that's comics. Don't get me wrong. That's comics. But X-Men does it in a, a
1: particularly egregious way. I just, it's, to me, like, you know, when you have, like, let's say, like, Shazam. If they did something where it's like, hey, we have a planet where Shazam. He's like the hero in the Shazam family. They're the hero of like Earth 47. It seems like the X-Men and then the world where the Avengers are, it would be interesting if they were from two different earths. But I I'll stop talking on that point.
0: Uh it's I well, well right now, uh are you aware of Jonathan Hickman? Yes. And his writing style. So, uh, I haven't read the first issue of it yet. But he's kind of putting the X Men on, uh, in a, like a different area. Yeah. So they're technically going to not be on. Yeah, mainstream Earth, even though they're going to be in mainstream, like Earth six one six, but they're going to be away, doing something different. So it's a, it's an idea some people have, but but yeah. But let's talk about these very yes. low grade D tier <laughs> villains. So, first one we're going to be talking about is Burner. What do you think Burner is?
1: Uh, is it someone that, uh, I guess, disintegrate people through extreme heat? You got it. Oh. It's
0: almost as if his name is...
1: <laughs> on the nose.
0: On the nose. Oh, there's going to be more on the nose ones.
1: Okay. And just to let everyone know, like I don't know what's going on here. I'm just along for the ride right I, but i want i want everyone else to know that i don't know what i'm saying
0: if if anyone's favorite character is burner i mean good on you but i don't have a lot of i you know i don't like it a lot that much but yeah here's here's what this dude looks like can you describe please
1: i see uh yellow you know some light purples if i if i'm not colorblind white hair yeah. and it seems like this is uh circa 1980s right
0: Uh, yeah, would have been around 80s. But yeah, so Burner, his real name is Byron Collie. Hmm. Occupation is mercenary. Uh, the, uh, US, US legal authorities, know what his name is. He also has, United, his citizenship is unknown, but he has a criminal record in the US. His other aliases, unknown, birth, place of birth, unrevealed, male status, unknown, known relatives, none. And he first appeared in Captain America Annual Number no. four. Hmm. And uh let me pull that up real quick. So yeah, so it was Captain America Annual Number no. four from uh November nineteen seventy seven The Great Mutant Massacre. It, it, it's not a great cover, let's say that. Um it has like Magneto just not looking great.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, Magneto, like Captain America is like, he has like, he's being wrapped around by a later character we're going to be talking about. Um, it's a, uh, king-sized annual, which means it's 64 pages, I want to say.
1: For 50 cents.
0: Yeah. So, giant size are like, I think, 48, and it's 60, yeah, it's 64. So, you know, it's a good chunk of book. Uh, but yeah, that Magneto does not look good. Like, not a great looking Magneto.
1: Yeah, this is one of those covers, uh, his artwork where it's uh, movement going on everywhere. Almost, I guess you would say Kirby esque.
0: It, well, it it, it it I'm pretty sure the cover was by Kirby. Okay,
1: and uh, yeah, he did Kirby. Cur- he did the cover. Oh, okay. So I had an eye for that. Uh, I'm looking at the. I, I can't stop looking at the red, white, and blue Captain America. That that's kind of capturing me, but. Yeah, I mean, this Magneto head, it's it's better than what I can draw, but I can see you going like, wait a minute, huh? This doesn't look like the Magneto I know, where he's just
0: And also, like, I don't necessarily know what's going on with Captain America. Either. Because, like, you can infer that he's being wrapped around, but that's only because I know what character Mm. is. It looks like he just has, like, some hands and hand and stuff wrapped around them, without like a lot of idea of where it's coming from. But I'm gonna get away from that, and we're gonna just. uh
1: It's a very busy cover. Is you don't know what it's, to it's, focus on.
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's, it's too busy. Yeah, I I would say that's the right one, and also just tons of Kirby Crackle. I, I'm a fan of Kirby Crackle, but you can you know maybe make it a little bit more less busy. But yeah, uh, so. Uh, his history. Berner's origin is unknown. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on here, obviously. He's obviously a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. Yeah. Uh, he's 5'10", weighs 175, blue eyes, white hair, normal human strength. And he can psionically produce combustion in matter, causing it to burst into flames. Uh, he can also induce, he could induce combustion at a, a distance at by an act of will, or he, could portray, or he can project flames from his hands. He's also immune to his own heat and flame.
1: When do they find out they can first do it? I bet you that's a wild scene, great flashback.
0: Me, well, I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna just be honest with you. Not used a lot, <laughs> so probably not a backstory. Yeah. Uh, if he had, if he had something great, he would have his own short entry instead of being lumped into a team. Because they, what they do with the characters that are technically important, but don't have enough backstories, they put them, and they're on a team, they just put them on a, the, a team with almost no information on them. Which is why I don't like focusing on them yeah. <laughs> as much. But, that was the next person we're gonna be talking about, it is called Lifter. Mm. Can you imagine what Lifter does?
1: Maybe levitate or able to move big boulders through thought and will?
0: More disappointing than that. <laughs> the Lifter! But yeah.
1: Oh, lifter. wow. Yeah. W- what will Lifter look like? We're not even trying anymore. Nope. Uh Well, this almost looks like a He-Man character that didn't make it. Or that's oh. half dress.
0: Yeah, no, it does look like a he made character and named like a he made character.
1: Wow. Left right. Like,
0: yeah, it's just it's purple, purple and blue. The dude has a chin strap.
1: A chin strap. Yeah, chin strap. Good lord. Oh sure it does. What is that about?
0: I don't know. Uh bad uh facial hair choices probably. Uh so this dude's name is Ned Lathrop, also a mercenary, also known- to, also is known to the U.S. legal authorities. Also, citizenship unknown has a criminal record in the U.S. state- uh, in the U.S. Other, uh, let's just say it's a question mark. Part, just the rest of it's a question mark. Parts
1: unknown. Ned- Ned- Nathrop? What's that last name again? Nathrop. That is horrible.
0: Yeah, not a great one. Uh, sorry for all the Nathrops out there, yeah.
1: but... Well, no, just, if, if, if the Nathrop is cool, but Nathrop, like, come on, Amy Nathrop or something, like, make it easier to say.
0: Yeah, or or just go by what all uh, Neds are, Edwards, for some reason.
1: Hmm, I, I never picked up on that. Edward and Ned? Huh.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, so Ned Stark was Stark's uh, name was, uh, was Edward, but everyone calls him Ned, uh. because... Because you know how nicknames make no sense, right? Most of that more traditional nicknames like Richard for Richard to Dick,
1: names. yeah, yeah. I just it I should ne- just be Richard. I never knew about the Edward to Ned, huh? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. My favorite one is William to Billy. That's my favorite. Like I can go by yeah. William, I can go by Bill, I can go by Billy, I can go by like Will. Like you have all these choices. That's pretty cool. Uh, to to annoy my uncle,
0: whose name is William, but goes by Bill. I, I, I call him Billiam. Oh, wow. Yeah, he doesn't like it too much, but whatever.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> so, I wonder, okay, so, you know, the purpose, I guess the function of using these characters, you also have to plot around, like, okay, we're going to have this one scene where, well, wait a minute, let me ask you something, you said it was his uh, powers are more disappointing, what can he do?
0: Well, well we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. That's the last part. Yes. But, okay, so, also showed up at Captain America Annual 4. His history, do you think it's
1: known or unknown? I'm going with unknown.
0: Oh, wow, you are so good. <laughs> Gold star. Uh, so, uh, he is one, blue eyes, brown hair, weighs 220. So, his, so superhuman strength. He could give himself superhuman strength by increasing his body density to the full extent of his powers yet unknown. By neutralizing the effect of gravity of objects, he lifts. Lifter can lift even more weight than than his superhuman strength that can allow him to lift.
1: Hmm. So
0: his power is lifting and lifting even more.
1: How about that?
0: Yep. He's what you want when you're moving. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... So, he can increase uh, increase the density of his body, giving himself super strength and superhuman resistance. He can also neutralize the effect of gravity on objects by touching it. So, his whole deal is, I can pick things up.
1: The convenient gang.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That's what it sounds like.
0: Pretty much. So, next person, and the last person we're talking about on this episode, is maybe my favorite. And this dude's name is Peeper. Uh-oh. What do you think Peeper
1: does? Man, it sounds like a human resources problem. Uh,
0: oh, oh, when you look at him, definitely. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. I guess he's a, a reconnaissance? He's a recon dude? He's Mechanec? What is he?
0: Uh, no. In fact, you'd want him to be taller.
1: But no, he looks like a little goblin. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, Peeper. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, just describe him real quick. Is he, uh, well, okay. He, he seems like he's on the short and stocky side. Yep. He's bald. His eyes are just bugged out. His eyes are, uh, almost, if he were to be shocked by something, his eyes could swallow his head. And, uh, he's stocky. Uh, he, yeah. He, he looks like, uh, you would not want to cross him in an alley.
0: Well, he's also, in his picture, he's reaching out to, I guess, shake a hand, Uh-oh. which again is also just crossing the line, because, like, I don't want to shake anyone's hand most of the time unless I'm trying, to, unless I'm actually meeting them. He looks like he's just like, yo, what's up? My name is uh, Peter Quinn, which is his name. Uh, mm. Look at my eyes. I can <laughs> look real good. Look at me. People call me Peeper. What's up? You know.
1: Call me Peeper. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, yeah, also, also, a thing you didn't mention is his ears are pointed. Oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Something's going on here.
0: Yes. So, his name is Peter Quinn. Uh, mercenary, known to the United States, criminal records, citizenship unknown, question mark, question mark, question mark, Captain America, annual number four. Uh, so, paper's origin is also unknown. Mm. Uh, he's 5'3", so he's rocking that Wolverine height. Uh, he is, uh, 135. His eyes are black, with no apparent iris. Hmm. Uh, he's bald, a normal human strength. He can't- so he possesses telescopic vision, enabling him to see for miles beyond a normal person's range of vision. He can also project de- uh, destructive uh, energy beams from his eyes. I'm glad he has something going on besides saying things.
1: <laughs> oh boy, I could
0: I could only imagine because like if he if he only sees, if he only sees like he only looks at things, that turns into a walking HR violation. Even if he's just like perfectly fine, never never sus. Just perfectly fine. It it just, it creeps me out looking at the picture.
1: Yeah, Peeper, hey, this guy, I I don't know how they would use him. And you gotta think, during the time where people aren't really PC and all that, I would be scared to see how they would use him, but maybe I'm just, maybe I'm thinking too hard about this. Maybe he's a great character. Who knows?
0: Maybe he is. I don't know. (laughs) Uh... Well, he, okay, so, actually, I was lying earlier. Peeper actually has the most, um, the most appearances out of all of them. Um, so, after, after M-Day, where, uh, Wanda Maximoff was like, uh, no more mutants. And there was only 198 mutants left. Uh, he was one of the, well, he was one of the 198. Um, apparently he was killed Apparently he was killed um by a mutant hunter called Predator X who so I'm going to look into it right now. Oh yeah It was it's basically something genetically designed just to kill mutants. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's some heavy subject matter.
0: Well, oh, I mean that's X Men it there's a genocide every three pages every three pages. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully that changes with uh, when Hickman... Uh, because Hickman's taking over the... Basically taking over creative control of the X-Men stuff for several years. So I trust him to not do a genocide every three issues. That's pretty much it for, for the first part. So, which one was your favorite? You know
1: what? I think... Uh, what was the first one's name again? Oh, Burner? You know what? I would love to... Uh have a small fee to do some type of Burner story. Write it. Yeah, I go burn.
0: Yeah. Like a small contemplative story about, like, Burner, just, like, you know, sad that, you know, all he does is burn, but he doesn't create.
1: Mmm. That's right. Let's build bridges in 2020.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, all the bridges are burnt, and we're heading off into a deep chasm that will never end but let's try to build a let's try to build a bridge into the middle of that pit okay so uh yeah that's pretty much it so for this episode uh let's do plugs so what do you have to plug
1: hey you know what uh right now we have this uh birds of prey podcast on the right on network so if you go to w r i g h t com, you can find uh our birds of prey podcast called feathers and foes as well as we have a Seinfeld podcast called The For Who Rule. We told you about the Huntress and girl Cassandra Kane podcast, and you can find that at the dot com. And just one more thing, we also, if you have any Doctor Who lovers out there listening, we have this podcast called Straight Out of Gallifrey, where we talk about episodes featuring other Time Lords. So thank you for that plug.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so I have another podcast called Creepy Critters where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid detail. And I also have a podcast called Limited Theories where I talk about mostly uh, limited series uh, in Marvel. Uh, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be in the middle of talking about the uh, 1985 Rocket Raccoon limited series. Ah. If you want to listen to, uh, what we did right before, we actually covered, um, we asked for our one shot that we do between each seasons, between each season, um, we covered, uh, go- uh Batman Gotham by Gaslight with the wonderful, uh, Sean from Secret Wars, uh, Marvel Secret Wars and Beyond, and the What If cast, and I forget the other one thing he does.
1: The Alpha Flight. Lights? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, mine. My podcast several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight. And please listen to Prince Namor. And don't toot that horn. Bye. <laughs>